Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of the second season of the Yellow Card. Let's talk about match day one. What a weekend it was! It saw an unbelievable amount of goals. I think around thirty-nine goals and no draws, if I'm not mistaken. Phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. And Dipen, why don't we start by talking about the, the big game, Tottenham versus Man City? And one evident, evident thing. Kane not there, not on the bench, not in the stadium. What can one assume of that? Is he going to be on his way to City? And the second thing is, do Spurs actually need him? Because they have Sonny. They won one nil. Everything seems to be going great. Do they really need Kane? Hey, Chirag, what's up? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that was the game everyone was looking forward to. What will Tottenham do without Harry Kane? Will Harry Kane be around? He was not in the match day squad. There were rumors he was going to be in the stadium because apparently he has a box there, and uh, he was nowhere to be found. But uh, that didn't stop Tottenham. I mean, one nil, Son scoring the goal, and I think they are just proving that uh, Harry Tottenham doesn't need Harry Kane, and Manchester City really needs Harry Kane. <laughs> well said. Yes. Considering the fact that City lost and and evidently no real striker and that that that's the firepower that seemed to be missing up front, it seems that they do need him. But obviously, I think Pep after the game didn't look too concerned. With or without Kane, I think he's fairly confident that City are going to bounce back. And why wouldn't he be? Personally, I think that they're going to win the win the title whether they have Kane this season or they don't. They they started slowly last season also. I think the first seven eight games were uh, they really struggled. Uh, and similarly, I think they've started slowly again losing this first match. But and they have a tough few fixtures coming up. I mean, I think I think they play all of the top clubs uh, in the first seven eight weeks. So it'll be a slow start for them, but Manchester City right now is uh, pl- completely the squad is on a different level. I think I read somewhere that uh, the bench value of Manchester City players was around uh, what three fifty million. Yes, that's absolutely correct, and it's like a joke because, quite frankly, when you say they, uh, you're right, they had a slow start last season. No matter who they play, I'm I'm not sure that they're going to have a slow start this season. <laughs> I'm probably hoping for Liverpool's sake that they do have a slower start, but uh, no guarantees at all. And I think a few of their away matches, I think they're still going to be at Arsenal, Chelsea, and Liverpool in the in the in the coming weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it, it's going to be very very interesting. And now moving to the other side. The red side of Manchester, the pain, and what a start they have, and what a stark contrast to uh, the, uh, the blue of the city because they they literally United literally blew away Leeds and remember Leeds with Bielsa a whole different cup of tea they're really really good and very difficult to not only you know beat on a particular day but they actually pulverized them five one and a, a hat trick from Bruno Fernandez and four assists from Paul Pogba my my. He said about proving me wrong right off the bat over here. What are your thoughts on United? Absolutely fantastic game from them. I think United. This don't forget. This is the the crowds are now back at the Premier League. The stadiums are full, so there is a whole different energy to these matches now. And as Bruno Fernandes, uh, I think he cheekily said that you know I was waiting for the crowds to come back in to score my first hat trick. So he got the hat trick. Paul Pogba four assists. I mean that is incredible. And overall, we've seen even last season the Manchester United Leeds game was very high scoring. I think it was six two or something, and five one this time. So it is the kind of game where you, 
see plenty of plenty of goals and you just you saw just that at one point it was 1-1 and you thought you know maybe this could get interesting but it took like two or three minutes after that for Manchester United to stamp the authority on the game. Absolutely, the pain couldn't agree with you more. From let, Let's shift our focus back to London and it wasn't a pleasant debut for Patrick Vieira and his uh, managerial debut for Crystal Palace because again, they... They went down 3-0 to Chelsea and again, I think a very, very strong Chelsea performance, a confident Chelsea side. They won the Champions League, they've just won the Super Cup last week and they seem going like going, like they're going from strength to strength and nobody's going to stop them because three nice goals, Alonso, Pulisic and Trevor Chalaba, who actually had a man-of-the-match performance. He's come back off a couple of loan spells the recent past two seasons and looking actually pretty good for Chelsea and of course, right Right around that corner was was when they actually got the deal done for uh, Lukaku. And uh, while he was not in the starting lineup, I think he should be in the starting lineup for this weekend's game against Arsenal. And and that that could not be good news for you and Arsenal because uh, I I think it's just going to be a, a super Chelsea side that are just going to run over, uh, run rampant, run over uh, a very lazy looking, a very uh, you know. Damp, you know, Arsenal side that 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 really needs some uplifting from somewhere, and 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 of course, while while I will let you talk about the Chelsea Palace game, I'm also since I brought up Arsenal, going to go to that Brentford Arsenal game before I let you have your thoughts because that was nothing less than abysmal. They may have been without Lacazette and Aubameyang, but if you can't beat Brentford, and no disrespect to Brentford, but they've come up after 74 long years, and you, it's not only that they couldn't beat. This uh, Brentford, they seemed absolutely lackluster. There was no, you know, I, 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 there was no oomph in the performance. I don't know what kind of word I'm looking for, but really, uh, it, it just lacked quality, uh, lacked hunger. And and honestly, I, I think, you know, while while I really like Arteta, I'm sorry, but these, these performances now don't cut it. And it may actually be time for Arsenal to look elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a disastrous start for Arsenal. Uh, losing 2-0 to Brentford, team is playing its Premier League match, first Premier League match after 74 years. So, none of those guys have any experience uh, playing at this level. Yes, key players were missing, Obama Young, Lacazette, uh, Thomas Partey, and uh, even Saka didn't start. But even then, You'd expect to go against Brentford and uh, you know get that win. It, w- it was even more critical because the next two games are Chelsea and Manchester City. So starting off, uh, if you lose against Brentford and then you have two of those games, it's not really looking good right now. So yes, as as Arsenal or Arsenal fans, uh, the, there's no real good news on the horizon anytime soon. I think. But let's come back to Chelsea. Uh, 3-0 against Crystal Palace. They, they've shown uh, tremendous uh, strength. They're full of confidence. Champions League win. They won the Super Cup. And very interesting story about Trevor Chaloba. He's been at Chelsea since I think he's eight years old. Uh, he was a ball boy. He's represented them at every junior level. And now uh, clean sheet and scored on his uh, Premier League debut. So a fantastic story there. And they look really strong. We said they'll be up there, right up there. They could pose a challenge to Manchester City and I think they're up for it. So getting uh, Lukaku added to this squad is definitely a great step up because uh, we've seen them struggle with uh, Timo Werner 
struggling for goals so they'll they'll definitely be an additional plus for them and uh, let's see how they progress through the season but it's looking very good absolutely and now let's talk about the two clubs on mercy side and we'll start with everton who i if 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 i am correct actually may have gone one down to southampton early on and after a little bit of doom and gloom going one down they came out strong after half time and they actually ended up comfortable 3-1 winners at mercy side and good debut for rafa on the blue side i i, I mean i think it's it's very positive for mr benitez and uh, looking looking good i i i do really like him so uh, definitely hope the best for him but uh, yeah he's going to have to take the you know convince the crowd to actually support him based on his past with liverpool yeah i mean based on his past with liverpool and at that point i think he mentioned a few things about everton which has stuck in the everton everton fans uh, minds so it's definitely but it performances like this and results like these will definitely have, go a long way in helping with that and his image there uh, but i think eventually it was a comfortable victory even though southampton did go ahead 1-0 everton came back well and looked like you know the richarlison calvert lewin combination is working quite well they still have i think hamis rodriguez has not played yet so they still have him to call upon uh, going ahead and uh, pretty much a similar side to last time so it's just that you know how well can rafa benitez make them perform because they did start off really well last season they fell off after a certain point and the key will be how benitez can keep them going but my question to you is chirag how, how do you feel when rafa benitez and everton do well is it a really is it a good feeling or are you mixed on that a pretty good feeling i i like rafa i used to follow him when uh, when he was managing newcastle as well so definitely wish him all the best i think the only time it will start making a little difference to me is if they actually do well enough to come close to liverpool yeah honestly i see everton as as a reasonably mid table side they're not going to reach more than than 7th or 8th that that's the, that's the basic uh highest position that they can they can aim for and i'm assuming liverpool would be in the top 4 so not to worry right now and like you said moving to liverpool when we talk about liverpool firmino on the bench jota starts in his place jota scores salah i think broke a record fifth consecutive year he scored on the opening day for liverpool and uh, then firmino came off the bench for jota <laughs> and scored so i think uh, liverpool strike force looking in in full form i think next game if we can get money going Oh, uh, we started off on the right foot. Uh, Van Dijk looking good in defence. Oh, uh, a lot of positives to take from that game. They were very, very comfortable against Norwich. Uh, of course, can't get really carried away. It's just the first game, and uh, again, no disrespect to Norwich, but against the side that has just got promoted, so uh, really can't get carried away. But a good performance for Liverpool, and that too at Carrow Road away from home. So I'm pretty happy with how things panned out over there. The pain. Yeah, and you said Norwich just got promoted and it'll be tough for them, but it was the only side of the three that got promoted that actually lost the opening this opening weekend. So yeah, they're clearly the outliers. But yep, Liverpool, I think looking strong once again. I think Van Dijk. Everyone's eager to see how he comes back, and the start has been good, and that will definitely go a long way in how Liverpool shape up this year and play this year. still a few players i think to call upon that haven't uh, showed up so uh, yes uh, i think robertson will be back soon and ibrahima konate also still to make an appearance and also i think tiago to still make an appearance so 
definitely a lot of uh, quality there that's still to come so liverpool should go on from strength to strength i couldn't agree more <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we have two three matches more to talk about there was nothing really out of the world with the burnley brighton match all the burnley i think took the lead early on at home and then brighton came back with two goals and deservedly graham potter side got a good victory i think for them uh, moving on to Leicester and Wolves again fairly even game i would think but uh, uh, it, it was a good goal by Jamie Vardy the pass good the finish even more exquisite and Vardy at his best yeah, interesting though i think i think i didn't expect Wolves to be so competitive against Leicester i thought Leicester would quite uh, likely run away with the game but uh, they had their fair share of chances i think wolves and uh, really didn't manage to capitalize on them leicester could have been so easily in trouble in that match absolutely they they, they struggled which is why it, it was even stevens in terms of how the game progressed uh, going to be interesting to see now how they can move on from here and 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 what they do obviously the two strikers are vardy and and ikenacho and i'm not sure but i think ikenacho is actually rumored to be going somewhere else although we would hope that Leicester for their sake actually managed to hold on to him but i i think he does have a couple of suitors and i think for the last game before we can close out for the night it was the newcomers watford versus aston villa uh, it started off reasonably brightly for literally for for, for watford and, and and they had a pretty good go at it and i think they were fairly comfortable john mcginn hit a splendid goal in the 70th minute to to draw one back for Aston Villa and in the 97th minute there was a lot of drama and Danny Ings on his Villa debut managed to actually pull a second back but again a too little too late one person that I'm personally very very excited about is Kuko Hernandez what a goal for him on debut uh, in the Premier League and 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 I think it was it was really really good Watford probably I would think deserving winners overall on the day or against Villa. Yeah, I think overall uh, very good start for Watford. And I mean you mentioned Kuko Hernandez and also uh, Ismail Assar, he's also doing fantastically well. He showed glimpses of uh, what he can do. I think the season last season they were here uh, towards the end of the season when he came back from injury he really showed that you know he can perform at this level and deserving 3-2 victory against Aston Villa and for Aston Villa it's uh, I think very critical because now we need to see how they move on from Jack Grealish leaving and how the team shapes up. So it'll be really interesting to watch both of both of these teams going forward. And Dipen, what are your thoughts on what I believe is the last match before we round up the weekend? West Ham versus Newcastle. Oh, six-goal thriller! I think with Newcastle going ahead twice and then West Ham pulling back. Eventually, I think the third goal. uh Mikel Antonio missed a penalty but there was uh, Suchek was there to you know tap it in on the rebound and then Antonio scored again so they are looking like a very strong team West Ham they they've always full of goals we've seen that last season and be really interesting to see if they can keep up this goal scoring form because it's quite entertaining that way absolutely agree West Ham looking good looking exciting i think i also have Oh, certain expectations and hopes from Seth Berana this season. He started off well last season, but I think he'll have grown a lot more this season. He had a good preseason with West Ham as well, so definitely a lot of hopes and expectations on his shoulders. 
for 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 Newcastle, they should do well. They've actually managed to prize away Villak from Arsenal. He was presented to the crowd before the match, and uh, uh, it, it's it remains to be seen how Villak and Arsenal, uh, sorry, Villa, uh, Willock and Newcastle actually go from here this season. So uh, let's see how that pans out. And Dipin, with that, we've ended our views on the previous weekend. Are there any matches that, in particular? You're looking forward to this weekend, maybe on a Sunday. Can't say I'm looking forward to it, but definitely be watching it. So Arsenal and Chelsea is there on Sunday. So that that's the match to watch out for. I think uh, Leeds and Aston Leeds are playing Everton, so that should also be interesting to watch. I believe you're right. The interesting game is Leeds versus Everton. The one to watch is Arsenal Chelsea. Arsenal Lille Chelsea five. Lukaku scores on debut. What more could you ask for? <laughs> A uh, lot more, lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about it. Thanks a lot, Dipen. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you on the other side. Good night, everyone, and cheers. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>